Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And I am, as always, your host, Michael Sherlock. And as you know, this month, we have been talking to experts in marketing with the series called Magic of Marketing, which you know by now really means that there's no magic. There's just hard work in making sure marketing is done correctly. But my guests have been phenomenal. And my guest today, I can't wait to talk to her because not only do we, does she know her stuff, but uh, we also have some things in common, especially about where we're from. We just learned a few of those things. Shannon Lee is the Win Without Pitching Director of Coaching, and she's an unstoppable force of human empowerment. And that's, that's going to play really well into our, our dialogue today. She spent a decade in senior marketing and communication roles in Fortune 500 companies before moving into a development uh, business development leadership role at a very well-regarded Seattle design firm. And I'll tell you what, Seattle design firms, they mean business. They know how to do their stuff. She also spent four years at Catapult New Business, where she worked with agencies of various disciplines and size, building and leading their business development programs. Her time on the front lines of agency business development, coupled with many, many years on the client side, because you need to know both in order to understand either, has given Shannon a unique perspective into what marketers are looking for in agencies and very critical, what agencies must be doing in order to compete and win. She has an empathetic and encouraging uh, skill set, especially when she works with her coaching clients and helps them translate lofty win without pitching ideals into real behavior change with long lasting results. So joining me today is Shannon. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. You bet, Michael. I'm so happy to be here. And I did laugh when we swapped high school stories because you always wonder, were we at a party together? Did anything weird happen? You know, it's that moment. You know, and <laughs> the fact that we were in uh, kind of two of the biggest rival high schools in our yep. hometown of Spokane, Washington, it's very like, no, wait, I never went to parties. I was a very, oh, very me neither. Girl. You're right. <laughs> yes. I stayed home and studied. <laughs> well, I stayed at home, but I didn't study. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shannon, you have an incredible background and I love your concept too about win without pitching. So I can't wait to dive into that. But before we get into that, you know, I always hit the highlights of people's bios. I love what it tells me about people, but in your own words, tell us a little bit about you, your business and how you help your clients to shock their potential. You bet. So I feel grateful every day that I am a coach at win without pitching and I had the benefit of meeting Blair Enns, the founder of Win Without Pitching, back around 2005 or so when I was doing business development at the Seattle design firm you mentioned and got taken through the philosophy and it made a lot of sense to me. And we help creative professionals feel more comfortable selling. It is just not a natural place for the creative professional to exist. And my mission in life is to make it easier, to make it fun and to help them see a big shift in their business as a result. I love it. Um, it's as I'm writing notes, I'm thinking about all my years and leading sales teams. 
and how many, I, I kind of grouped people into five different categories in terms of sales. In fact, I'm, I, we've got a new um, sales coaching, shock your sales potential um, coaching Ooh. program, kind of a self-guided little thing just to help get people kind of in that awareness. And I find that yeah. there are a lot of people, especially like you said, creative people that are adverse to the concept of sales or even marketing themselves. And they feel like it's, it's you know, you know, completely opposite to what it means to be creative. And yet when you can tap into your creative side and know how to pitch yourself or not pitch yourself, but how to, how to um, promote yourself in a way that's comfortable for you, man, that can, that can lead to incredible results. You must've seen some great trans transformations with your clients. Absolutely. And I love uh, your line of thinking there around tap into your own creativity to bring this to life for yourself. And that's what it's about. You have to like find your lane and be yourself. Do not try to be the sales robot or take on a different persona. It won't work. Yeah. You have to be authentic. And I know that um, over the years I've helped a lot of salespeople work with like sales scripts, for instance. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me because you have, you have one set of, you know, brain, one brain, you know, thought process that says, that's the script. I must follow it just the way it's said. And I'll be a robot because if I do that, it will work. And you have yep. another mindset that says, hey, if this works for somebody, I'm going to memorize it, but I'm going to make it mine. And I'm going to embrace the things that I know went into this to make it work, but I'm going to tap it to who I am. And those are the people that really, really find a new comfort, but they find incredible results by you know, taking guidance, but not trying to be formularic. Yeah, I think it's good to have a framework that helps you figure out what you need to accomplish in the conversation. And I'm a big fan then of letting go of the script because to your mm -hmm. point, I want you to be yourself. I think it should be a conversation. I don't want people to go into present mode and I want everybody to find their own style and language and really be able to get to what is the want of that prospect they're talking to and be able to dig deep in a way that, that feels authentic and feels like they're there to help because that's what it should be about. Yeah, you're right. And it's such a, um, a complete opposite of, of pitching because pitching really has not just the connotation, but people who pitch uh, tend to like want to get out their whole message. And here's my whole sales pitch. Here's all the reasons you should choose me now. Are you ready? Yep. That was and perfect, like, what you just said. I don't know why people won't say yes. You're like, did yeah. you ever ask them a question other than, are you ready to go? Would you like to sign? Like, It's so pressure filled and so one way. It's not a two-way conversation. Absolutely. But pitch, I, think yeah. there's a, I think there's a lot of people, especially creative people, that um, don't know how to even start those conversations yeah. or what if it goes off track and I, you know, and I'm trying to make sure I don't, I don't go out of the framework. How do you help them break past mm -hmm. some of those, you know, it's, I, I want to say mental barrier, but I yeah. think it's a, you know, it's a little bit about nerves and comfort zones as well. Yeah. The place that I really believe everybody needs to start is taking a good hard look at how they're positioning themselves because in order to sell in order to market, you really have to understand what differentiates you from the pack. And if you're able to really find an area of specialization and articulate it in a way that is clear and meaningful and demonstrates how you help and what are the business benefits you bring, it makes all of the rest of marketing and selling um, easier and more comfortable. And so the journey for us starts with positioning and 
I'll, I'll speak in a minute about what if I goof up during the sale, what do I do? Um, but I think that that exercise is just so imperative. If you're actually going to, to win, if you're going to be able to lead in the sale, if you're going to be able to charge what you're worth, you have to be properly positioned. And to, to have the, uh, the sense of comfort and confidence that you're worth. Yep. It. Mm-hmm. And that's where the confidence builds. If, you're really clear about who you are. So when without pitching, we're sales training for creative professionals. I know exactly who I want to talk to. I know exactly if I need to say no to somebody, if it's not the right fit, you sit up taller from the get-go, right? Mm -hmm. And then the frameworks become important. How do you have a proper qualifying conversation, for example? What are the things I need to cover to qualify if this is a good opportunity for me, right? That's when a framework around something like the qualifying conversation just compliments then uh, you being well positioned and again, confidence builds, right? Little incremental mm-hmm. steps along the way. So it is a journey that takes some time, but there's definitely things you can do to get yourself going. Well, and the the element of, of you know, what you just said of, and I don't know if you, you didn't use these words exactly, but I know what you're meaning is, you know, that, that sense of practice, you know, mm-hmm. writing it down is one part of the process. Mentally, you start to own, own it, embrace it, really see your differentiating factors, but then practicing creative people don't always like to practice. I right. think they find like, sometimes <laughs> if I practice, it's going to make me not creative. It's not going to be all the magic that comes with me, which is why my whole theme is the magic of marketing. It's really yeah. not magic at all. Yeah. It's about systems or processes or thought processes or practice, the things that we do that get us there. When you have a person who is creative and maybe they have never practiced this before, yeah. and especially when, you know, you said, uh, you know, maybe they screw up and how do you help them learn how to incorporate practice in what they do? Yeah. And you're exactly right. The way that this becomes mastery for you is failing forward into it. You just Mm -hmm. have to try and learn as you go and assess after each conversation and then make the change for the next one. And so if you goof up in a sales call, I just, you know what, own it because what's the worst that can happen? Hey, I forgot to talk about the budget. Can we circle back on that? My bad. Sometimes money is a little uncomfortable for me to talk about but we need to talk about it to make sure that we're on the same page here. Or if the Zoom session ends, you know, and you know that you forgot to ask certain questions, feel free to drop an email right afterwards. Hey, it occurs mm-hmm. to me I have two or three more things that I didn't ask. Can we have an email exchange or hop back on the phone for 20 minutes, right? I just think regardless of what it is, own it in the moment, own it sooner than later, and just be human. People respond well to that. And if somebody goes off the rails and really doesn't respond well, if you made a mistake, that's a sign that maybe they're not the right person to work with. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that you screwed up. It means maybe this isn't the right connection and not every opportunity is going to be a good business decision. Right. Right. I um, have something else I want to, I don't want to forget about, so I'm going to try and remember it in my mind, but I don't want (laughs) to leave this sentence that you said. I think it's so powerful If somebody, because you and I know that there's a lot of people who are very uncomfortable talking about money and money hangups cause a lot of disruptions when it comes time to close. What, you know, for many, many decades, not many, many decades, many years, more than a decade, I was in the hearing aid industry. So I managed Mm -hmm. salespeople who sold hearing aids. And I've always said that 
we sold a product that nobody wanted at a price tag nobody wanted to pay. So you got emotional issues and you got financial yep. issues. <clears throat> and so oftentimes I would had salespeople who didn't make in a month what it might cost for a pair of hearing aids. So they had a really difficult time talking about money or bringing the money issue in. And what a power, I wish I would have had this line then to say, you know, if you, if you get uncomfortable to say, sometimes money is a little difficult for me to talk about, but it's really yeah. important that we discuss it and what your budget is, or, you know, what you had in mind or what you anticipated that is Shannon, that's like an incredible power statement that so many people could benefit from. Because if you feel, if you can gain some confidence around saying that eventually you'll have more confidence actually talking about money. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of vulnerability in these conversations, especially mm -hmm. when you are trying to master your own ability to talk about money. And you need to talk about it early because to your point, you don't want to get to the end of the sale and it gets derailed because you never talked about budget. And so a couple things that I that come to mind for me, when when we say the word budget, that's actually the first thing I would change. I don't want you to be viewed as a budget or a line item or a cost. I, I want you to be viewed as an investment. And so I even shift the language a bit to say, okay, great. You know, now I know more about the project. I know about who's going to be on the team that makes the decision to hire a firm like ours. Can we talk a little bit about the funds you've allocated for this initiative? Mm -hmm. Or can you share a little more about the investment you're looking to make in this initiative? And then the magic trick there is to stop talking after those words leave your mouth. Zip it up. Let the prospect have a chance to answer or deal with that objection if it is in fact going to be an objection. Yeah, absolutely. I've taught that so many, many times. It's just put it out there. Take the emotion that you feel about it. Put it on the shelf. <laughs> shut your little yep. mouth. Mm -hmm. And yep. just let it sit. Because yeah. when we start talking too quickly, people's brains haven't registered that yet. And so many times salespeople will start to justify or answer. And, and if you don't want that, we have the other levels and we can go down and we can do this. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm still trying to think about the first one. Yep. You nailed and it there. If, if we don't embrace silence, we start giving in and giving things away because we're nervous. And that's, that's what everybody has to really hold themselves accountable to is just, just embrace silence and just outweigh that person a few more seconds because they will talk. I promise they'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is um, I w there are many times that I sat and observed salespeople in the hearing aid industry. And one time in particular, I watched a salesperson. They were so uncomfortable with it. They were uncomfortable with me being there anyway. Cause that, yeah. you know, and at, yeah. at that point in time, I was their boss's boss's boss. So, you know, that's <laughs> not, that's not going to make it very good anyway. <laughs> but what was interesting is when they said the price and they, they did stop for a second, that was the first time I'd seen it, but only for a split second. And the, and the patient, the client did have the chance to say, so why is this package the best? Cause they, you know, they quoted them the best one. And immediately that person started saying, well, you know, you could have this one or this one or this one and start going down. And yep. the, and to the credit of the patient, they said, but why is this one the best? Yeah. And it took about three times before, and I had to be, be very careful because in certain states I could interact during these and others I couldn't. Mm, and in this yeah. state I could. And I said, I'm just going to interrupt here for a moment. You know, Sally, let's just say this person's name is Sally. Sally, 
you know, Mr. Smith is asking about our top tier package. Will you talk about what the benefits are of that particular package? Yep. And Sally went, oh, oh. But that moment of where <laughs> we're trying to answer and figure out everything so fast that we move ourselves out of the situation and into pitching again. Yeah, and Sally was, all she was focused on was the clothes. So she couldn't even <laughs> listen you know, to what was happening for that prospect. And it's okay if the prospect after you throw a price out is like, oh, it's expensive. That's okay, let them sit with it. It doesn't mean they're not gonna move forward. It just means Mm -hmm. they have to sit with it for a minute and probably ask the follow-on questions. It's just, exactly. Yeah, it's not an answer, it's just a statement. Yep. And before we take a quick break, though, I just wanted to ask you one other question because you alluded to this earlier. And I think it's really another thing that I personally have dealt with and I love. And that is um, sometimes the client or the customer is not right for you, whether yes. it's in coaching or the product you offer or the service or the idea that you sell. And I think sometimes we feel like we can't let anybody go. But at the yeah. same time, if it's not right, if it's not right for you, it's not right for them. Right. The best thing you can do to the entire situation is say, I don't think this is probably the right situation for you right now or me right yeah. now or us right now. And there's yep. power in that walking away. Do you, can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, it, it is uh, so important to be able to say no for many of the reasons that you listed, right? You take on the wrong opportunities or sell the wrong product in and nobody will benefit in the end and it's it's going to come back on you and you or your brand will be viewed badly if you are able to get to that no sooner than later when your gut's telling you this isn't right you walk away with your integrity intact and the door is mm-hmm. open if there is another opportunity down the road that's a better fit and oftentimes it's just finding the language how can i let this person down easily without making them feel bad you just you need to envelop them in a hug and just say hey I'm not seeing this as a fit this time around. That's okay. I have loved getting to know you and hearing more about what's going on. I'd love to leave the door open now that you know us a little better in case something is a better fit down the road. Does that sound okay? Yeah. You know, or refer them to somebody else that would be a better fit if that's a more helpful way for you to get the words out of your mouth. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's so important. You can never underestimate the fact that that can bring you referral business. Yes. When you make yep. that right call and you say, I don't think this is the perfect fit for you, I, whatever, but let me help you find the right person. Then the next time that person says, well, who are you working with for a coach or whatever? Well, I'm working with so-and-so, but let me tell you about the fir- first person I talked to. Yeah, I wasn't the right fit or we weren't the right fit, but man, she really w- believed in me and wanted to me- get me with the right person. Let me tell you about yep. her. Yeah, <laughs> that is incredibly powerful. And that is the abundance mindset we're going for because- you should be there to help. Whatever it is you offer, service product, it should be for helping the greater good of whatever the situation is. So it, it should be okay to say no sometimes. Let me tell you a real quick story just because it's popped in my head. Long, long ago, um, I was teaching a sales course for you know hearing aid dispensers and for audiologists. And one of my um, gals in the course uh, you know, took a phone call and then she came back and she said, you know, do you want mind a real life example? And I said, Hey, no, let's stop what we're doing. Let's take it. She said, well, I'm sorry. I had to go out, but I had another call from my office. We fit a woman with hearing aids um, last Friday. And I think this was like the next Wednesday or Thursday. And she said, we've been talking to this woman for years. She never wanted to buy, but her kids bring her all the time. And finally, when she was there last week, her kids said, no, mom, you were having them. 
well, she's called my office every day. I don't like them. They're too loud. They're too this. What do, and she goes, you know, we bring her in, we fix them, we adapt them and whatever. And she's just going crazy. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to drag this out. I'm going to tell you what I want you to do. I want you to call her right now and tell her, Mrs. Smith, I would like you to come in tomorrow. We are going to take back your hearing aids. We are going to give you a full and complete refund. And the gal's like, I can't do that. I sold them. What am I going to, I go, trust me. Yep. And when she asks why say, Mrs. Smith, you are not happy with these. And I want nothing more for you to be happy, but you're not happy with them. So they're not right for you. And she goes, what am I going to tell their kids? I say, you tell the kids the same thing. I'm glad you paid yeah. for them. She doesn't want them. Would you rather yeah. you guys get a refund or would you rather have them in the underwear drawer? And so she's like, you know, this gal just turned white because she's thinking about her manager and I'm going to get killed. <laughs> I said, trust me. So she goes, she walks out. I said, you go do it. Don't, we're not going to listen to you. She came in, um, uh, you know, a couple of minutes later, she goes, okay, well, the woman was kind of, you know, in, you know, surprised. I said, just finish it up, but call me next week. Tell me what happened. Sure enough, the woman came in on Friday and said, I don't want to give them back. I just don't like them. Yeah. And she said, well, let's talk about what it means to adjust to them and how long it takes. And she started actually doing more of the things to prepare her for what life was like, because if you've never had hearing aids and you have them and you have them on full blast, they're overwhelming. And I'll tell you what, yeah. that woman, not only did she, you know, keep the hearing aids, but her son came in a few months later and bought another set for himself. And I was like, see, you just yeah. have to know, you don't have to win every time the moment that customer is right in front of you. There's there, yes and no. And then there's a third option. And that was a beautiful story of that third option. And for many reasons, maybe that, that salesperson was worried, right. About doing that like retaliation yeah. or failure, but it was understanding where that buyer was in their journey and reassuring that's what needed to take place there. I love that. I know it's one of my yeah. proudest stories. Cause it was like I that moment it. where, you know, we had the whole room and they're like, what's, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, pretty much my hair wasn't yeah. purple and you know, whatever color then, but I still was as crazy. <laughs> well, Shannon, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Solopreneurs and small businesses often struggle to create effective digital marketing programs. It's hard to know where to start, what to prioritize, how to sift through confusing information and solutions that seem too good to be true. Agencies and full-time marketing employees are also expensive. And Marketing You is a modern marketing course with all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your business without that extra set of hands or high overhead costs. At And Marketing You, you will learn exactly what you need to do to execute a concrete marketing strategy by dedicating just two to four hours per week. And Marketing You will help you to execute strategy, messaging, content marketing, SEO, social media, paid digital advertising, and more. You'll have access to on-demand resources, live courses, group coaching sessions, community forums, and networking, plus the exact templates and tools you need for success. I took this course myself, and one of the greatest benefits we gained was learning to develop a competitive strategy that aligned our social media playbook and website to generate highly qualified leads. For all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your small business at a fraction of the cost of hiring a traditional agency or additional employee, go to www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. 
Again, that's www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. And use the code SHOCK to receive 10% off of any program. And we are back with Shannon Lee, and we are talking about all things about winning without pitching, which means that we actually have to have dialogues with people that we're interacting with, ask them questions, (laughs) and maybe pay attention to their answers. So Shannon, as you know, all month long, I call this the magic of marketing, because wouldn't it be great if we just threw some magic marketing pixie dust on things and boom, we have customers just beating down our doors. Yeah, that's not true. It doesn't happen. <laughs> I love it. I haven't woken up in that land yet. But I do know that all of you guys, all the experts I've had on this month are, you know, just bringing incredible tips for us to really embrace what we can do to have a better impact on our marketing for ourselves or our businesses. So what are some of the tips you can share with my listeners and viewers? Sure. So one idea that will probably like unsettle some of you, but I'm just going to challenge you is to like write the article that you are afraid to hit send on because it is a deep perspective or opinion or polarizing viewpoint you have on the business you run, the product you sell, the service you bring to bear. And this all comes from this place of positioning, but further perspective. It's really important to people how you view the world, how you approach solving their problem, and your unique opinion on the best way to go about it. And so part of it is just a writing exercise to get your writing. The other part of it is to put something out in the world that actually matters and people are going to pay attention to. It may repel some, but it's going to attract others. And to stand behind what it is you do and never sacrifice your mission. So that's that's one big one. Brilliant. I would say. Yeah. Do you want a little one? Yeah. I'm like, I'm still, I'm like, all of a sudden in my mind, actually, you just told me the difference of how I'm going to write a LinkedIn article that I'm going to publish on Thursday. Yeah. I've started it one way, but just what you told me, I'm going to totally flip the way I approach it. Okay. Excellent. Keep going. I love it. It's, it's um, having a perspective and an opinion is really important and being uncomfortable and sometimes being afraid to hit send is the exact thing that we need to shake some things loose. So, yeah. Um, the other one is kind of more tactical, I would say. Um, and it may be, you know, it's something people have done, but I love to go to LinkedIn and see who my connections know mm-hmm. and ask my connection to introduce me to somebody in their network. And I actually like to write the language that they're going to use to make it easy for them to hit send and allow me to control the message a little bit and really build some rapport through somebody that you already know trusts you and can put in a good word for you, but it's a very specific way to do it. Um, Find the right people. What's the message you want to put in front of them? Write that copy for your LinkedIn connection to introduce you to the LinkedIn connection in their network. You want to know. I think that's uh, great. I've done that actually a couple times with people and had incredible luck with that. And it's about knowing that you can control some of the, some of the uh, dialogue yeah. Um, plus, then you know, it gets done, but it's just like, whenever I do a media interview, um, if they, you know, somebody says, Hey, we need an expert to talk about, you know, whatever I say, great. Would you like me to give you the top questions that your reporter can ask me? And they're always like, yes, yes, please. Yes. So I'm like, here's the top <laughs> five questions. You'll probably only get three. And here's what my answers will be. 
so yeah. that they feel completely comfortable and confident that I'm not going to go off wacko, but they have something to ask. They know what I'm going to answer so they can, you know, have other follow-up questions. But then I get to control the message in a way yeah. that I know it's going to get my point across. Not just yeah, because I want to control that. the message, but because I know that if they're having me there for a reason, you want to make sure that you get specific things covered. Yeah. And you're making life easier for them. You're making it a pleasure to work with you, which is just like that goes far into the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I think people don't, um, it's interesting with LinkedIn today. So I've been very, I, very, I cultivated my followers on LinkedIn very, very carefully over the last mm -hmm. six years. And I've done it with really great results. And I'm really proud of it. What is interesting to me is the last six months, how many, even I swear every day, uh, five to 10 connection requests that all start out with, you know, hi, I'd love to, you know, connect. I'd like to, you know, increase my connections, blah, blah, blah. And then the next message I get is, hey, how would you like to schedule a 10 to 15 minute call to know how we can have synergy and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, I done. don't know you. I don't know <laughs> yeah. you. You might be the greatest thing since sliced bread, but you just turned me off because all you want to do is sell me something. And yeah. I didn't want that. I wanted an actual connection and I, you know, yeah. which is why I accepted and I'll, unless you screw up, I won't, you know, I won't cut you out of it, but yeah. I'm here for meaningful interactions, not just to be sold. Yeah. It's incredible that it still happens and we have to be so mindful of not wasting people's time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of fun though, um, speaking of, you know, how you make those connections. One of the things um, that I do, I just started doing it again because we took a kind of a couple of months off this fall to replan this year is I write a blog and now I'm just putting it out on Tuesdays and I call it thoughts from the coffee table. Mm -hmm. And often I'm highlighting um, an excellent experience at a business. Yeah. Not so much in the last year because I haven't had a lot of those opportunities. Yeah. It's kind of rough, wasn't it? <laughs> But when, but when I do, let's say I had something at, you know, Starbucks in, you know, Philadelphia, then after I write it, I will copy the link and I will add some more Starbucks connections. And I'll say, Hey, I'd love to connect in case you're interested. Here's a link to a post I did complimenting your Philadelphia location. Yeah. And what that does for sparking dialogue or interaction has been amazing because they're like, Oh, thank you for sharing. I'm not trying to sell them. I, you know, my goal is just to yeah. have more great connections and then they're interested in the other stuff I'm doing. So it works out very nicely. It is. And it's so important. We, we run our own marketing efforts that way where we're making a lot of deposits in the bank and giving a lot of good insights and thinking and hints and tips. And it makes it so much easier when you do have an ask to really come at it from a place of credibility because you've been giving and giving before you like make a withdrawal out of the bank, so to speak. Yeah. We call yeah. it jelly. My husband calls it jelly beans. And I actually put an example of this in my first book. And so he always says, you know, I have a, you know, I'm giving some jelly beans or I'm gaining some jelly beans. And his whole yeah. idea is if you, the more you do for things, for people, you know, you've got, you've got more jelly beans that are coming in your jelly bean jar. Totally. Yeah. While, you have to, you know, you're actually, yep. you know, handing some of them back and saying, okay, now, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it's, it's great learning because yeah, if you open that feedback mechanism for people to like respond, reply, share their thoughts, like you learn a ton about not only what you might be able to do for them, but maybe what your next marketing piece is going to be the next thing you're going to blog about. So it's this two-way conversation in marketing and in selling that I think gets us to a really great place where we're having some fun with it finally. And it should be fun. Absolutely. Yeah.
Yeah. Shannon, you have some great tips. I love them. And I can't wait to implement, especially your one about writing the article. Um, oh, good. And, I want to uh, read so, it. So many more. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll, I'll ping you on it. Good. I'll, I'll tag you in it. <laughs> yes. She made me do it. <laughs> she made me do it. And thanks to Shannon Lee. And I know we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody cannot wait, they want to look you up right now. What's the best way for them to find you? I just think you should go to winwithoutpitching.com, www.winwithoutpitching.com. There's lots of great information about leadership. You can learn about our boot camps and workshops. And we have a YouTube page you can go to and actually ask a question on YouTube and post it. And we will answer your question via a little video back to you. Excellent. I think that sounds yeah. great. I love it. Before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Mm, I just will remind you to just please be yourself going into these sales conversations and don't think you have to go in selling something in the first conversation. This is an opportunity to see if you can help first and foremost. So take some of that pressure off. Don't watch the movie that says always be closing. You don't yeah, have to. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon, thank you so much for being a guest today. You were incredible. I'm so glad we're connected. Thank you, Michael. I had a great time. We're a good team. This was super fun. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.